Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Less Rap Podcast. I am your host, Jay Echo. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Philosophical, your other co-host. And today we uh, we we touched on it in our previous episode. Well, it, it was last episode was kind of a rant on my end, uh, but we touched on it a little bit. So today we we wanted to discuss toxic masculinity. You know how it. Yep. Uh, how it affects us in our personal lives and our relationships and just in general, you know? And, uh, and so to that point, I wanted to start with the, with a general definition of what toxic masculinity is. So, you know, just doing a little bit of Googling, um, toxic masculinity is defined, uh, in the social sciences as, uh, the traditional cultural masculine norms that can be harmful to men, women, and society overall. Um, so, Phil, what are what are your initial thoughts on on this? So, I, I think talking toxic masculinity and what I call a little bit of self sabotage. Yep. Uh, play some roles in this because. You know, at the end of the day, we're all humans. Nobody's perfect. Uh, but we got to be self-aware and realize some of the things we do. And sometimes, uh, in my case, that some of the be- same behaviors that we do, you, you, it comes a time when, when you're dealing with certain people, men and women, certain individuals, if you really want to be with this person, if you really want to engage and get to know this person on a serious level, that some behaviors and patterns that you used to do will not work within dealing with certain people. That could be what I call deal breakers or a turn off, or it could be, uh, it could present like we're discussing now, a toxic behavior towards someone, it it becomes behaviors and patterns because at the end of the day, yeah, I will say that some of these actions and behaviors, we may not understand or realize we're doing it until we have what's called a conversation. And through our discussion a couple of weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of talked about this, that, you know, at the forefront of relationships becomes communication. You got to have communication on some of this because, if not, you're going to continue to go through the same behaviors and patterns throughout life. Yeah. Um, on uh, on my side, I would I would agree, but I also think on top of that, it deals with because uh, we're talking about ma- toxic masculinity. Period, and oftentimes, like you said, it's self sabotage. We're the ones perpetuating these things, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, you you out with your homies and your homies will say something mad reckless. But because, oh, it's the it's the homie and you don't want to look soft or whatever foolishness you have in your head. I mean, and let, you know, what? let me not even say foolishness, because I know I've fallen prey to it on, uh, on numerous occasions. You know, sometimes those conversations and foolishness, foolishnesses are things people believe in. They believe in that. Exactly. That's what they think. You know, we look, we characterize it as an opinion, but some people believe in that. Yeah, I mean, you know? like, for instance, uh, like 
some of the uh, some like we'll, we'll even take it back to uh, last week's episode. You know, we were talking about uh, Russell Wilson and Sierra, how people believe he's a simp now because he he's afraid of losing his wife. You know, that's that's a belief that a lot of people actually hold like, oh, you shouldn't be out here putting that out to the world. That makes you soft. And it's like, yo. I mean, yeah. Russell Wilson is comfortable enough with himself and with his situation to not care what other people think. He's secure enough in his manhood that it doesn't matter what other people say or, or think about him because he knows who he is and he knows exactly what he wants in his situation. Yeah. And because of that, he can, he can rise above, or I hope he can anyways. I, like, like we said last week, I'm not in his house, I'm not in his situation, but he can stay above that sort of stuff. Like he doesn't have to respond to all of it. Like, uh, what's it called? Like the, the next thing I heard about Russell Wilson was like, he was on, Insta he was on uh, social media with his wife again, talking about, uh, what's it called? Weaning his kids off breast milk or something like that. Like he doesn't care, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we, we on the outside looking in and, you know, I'll put myself in this like last week because this type of stuff generally irritates me. And that's sort of why last week was a little less coherent on my part. But I, I, I think I think it seems like every five episodes we have a rant. And I guess last week was your turn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, first, the first episode was my, my, my coming of age rant. And I guess... I guess the people can can expect a rent every five episodes, you know, like, hey, you know, it's rent day. I mean, you know, I mean, but, you know, like like we said, we're trying to have real conversations with people. And sometimes when you're being real with people, you got to get pissed at people. <laughs> like, yeah, like, so, let me let me ask you this. Uh, mm -hmm. What are your what are your thoughts on the what I call the initial interview stage it seems to be very popular uh men and women want to know what they do as far as job stability career-wise like why do you think that's such an importance like is that an importance like <clears throat> if, 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 she, if he or she is a good man or woman would you would you date somebody who is like a manager at cvs rather than being a uh, uh, entrepreneur that's doing well. I mean, I I think, well, well, taking it through the lens of this conversation, um, one, I think yes, it is important because, you know, like like I said in the initial initial uh, discussion we had, like it's about your expectations and your standards. Like if you have specific standards and specific expectations then, you know, yes, you're going to want to verify like, oh, yo, who is this person? What am I looking for? And all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, but I, I do think people's standards and expectations are, are placed wrongly within. And certain... that's, that's, yeah. that's the point where I'd say like bringing it back to this conversation, that's where things like toxic masculinity come into play because like, yeah. Then yeah. you have this idea this misplaced idea in your head about 
what a man should be. And I won't even just talk about toxic masculinity. Well, there's 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 toxicity in how women present, how women believe they should present themselves at times. Correct. And guys, and men have a way of how they should present themselves by presenting themselves in a manner that they make themselves higher than what they really are. Exactly. It it permeates it it permeates a lot of a lot of different things. But like, for instance, there's for one 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 big piece that I think goes to the communication thing you brought up first is like as as men for a very long time we were told, oh, you shouldn't be talking about your feelings. You know? Correct. Yeah. And it's like, yo. And I'll, I'll even admit, like, I still have issues with it. Like, I don't like if I'm going through stuff, I don't want to tell nobody. Like, I'm not talking to people. Most so of the what, time. What, would, what would it take? Because in, in some instances, not saying it's you, but that could be an example of toxic masculinity to a point where if you're not comfortable talking to someone, you know, even to friends or even to a significant other. What I I can I can say that as a as a trigger to the fact that you possibly haven't met the right one to bring that out of you, and uh, that could be I, that I, could be that could be your 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 breaking your breakout. I mean, I'd say it's I'd say the the issue is twofold. Yes, it's toxic masculinity in that like I ha- I have this idea in my head whether it's built up through society or I impose it on myself, however you want to call it. I have this idea in my head that I should deal with all this stuff on my own. I shouldn't Correct. share my pain. And that's the way all that make program or it yeah. makes me look weak or vulnerable. And I yeah. don't want to look like yeah. that. Right. And, 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 and that's what sets a good, your partner, man or woman apart from me, from, from the others. That's one of the examples. If yes, you're with the person yeah, talking to, yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, uh, what's it called? So you, you asked me about like careers and, and initial interviews. Like I'll say like, even in, it can manifest even in your career in ways like, oh, I don't know something and I don't like, but I'm not willing to admit that to other people. So because I'm for, for, you know, because I'm ego tripping, basically, I end up doing harm to the people who are literally there to just get a job done. Right. So do you, so do, you do you do you think that is kind of a scenario where because I think as men, man, even myself, even the nicest guy. The meanest guy. I, I do feel like we as men, we got a lot of thoughts now, bud. Yeah, we do. Because if we feel, I, I think where you said that you feel like, you know, you've been programmed to kind of take care of things on your own. I think it's. I think it breaks down to the fact that a lot of people say that women don't like to feel rejected, but men don't like to feel judged. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, for there was a whole, there's been a movement for a while. Like, oh women are emotional and men, men, we just, we, we handle our, our stuff. It's like, nah, it's not that we handle our stuff. It's that we don't share our stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and that's, and that's what's made this podcast. Allowing exactly. them to talk. Yeah. 
like, like we we have just as many emotions as women do. It's just we don't share them. And because we don't share them, you know, there's this, you know, wall of mysticism surrounding it where it's like, oh, we're just this this monolithic, quiet, we handle stuff. It's just like, nah, if if you genuinely go out and you take a look at the real world where people are trying to do things in a healthy way, like they'll have conversations, they'll talk to each other, they'll discuss their problems and their issues. And, you know, one of one of the places where I think this manifests a lot, and I can say this because I'm part of it, is in the black community. Like, yeah. How many how many black men do you know like oh don't do that homie that's that's soft you don't we don't talk about it. and it's like bro if you're going through something tell people you're going through something you might be surprised at how much empathy or sympathy you can get like now I understand if you're in like a a rough life or something like that then you don't expect that uh, I, 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 I I disagree with that because. Even if you're in that type of rough life, I do feel like I do feel like men only talk to other men where they feel like they can talk to other men where they feel the situation is relatable, and that's where and that's where that mode has got to be broken. But the but one thing that I'll say is that we'll only feel like the situation is relatable if men start sharing their situations. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and it's not even about being soft. It's not even about, you know, being vulnerable. But I, I think there will be a better understanding of what we as men want if if you would just give us the opportunity to no judgment, no no type of uh, like, oh, he's soft, he's this, you know, not even about losing power, but it's it's all about having an understanding to the to to what we have to say too yeah well I you know? and i think and this goes back to my personal responsibility thing like we have to give each other that room though yeah like the 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 fact that i can have this conversation with you is because i know i have the space in this conversation to do stuff like this you know it goes back to uh a couple episodes ago we were talking about what does a safe uh what's it called how do you uh how do you feel safe in conversations and stuff like that it's like because we've had talks before because we've had discussions like this before i know that i can have this talk with you and if i'm not comfortable or something like that i can just let you know like yo i'm not like this ain't it right now i'm not trying to have this conversation and so where where do you where do you where do you put that that stance. I mean, just thinking of the type of situations, you know what I mean? Like they could be, you know, you can't really do that. Uh, on a first date, can't do that in an interview. You can't really do that. If you're trying to get to know someone, I mean, like, I, 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 I agree, but I also feel like there are, uh, sometimes you do have to like baby step through like, like, for instance, if I'm on a date, uh-huh. the first question you ask me should not be uh, something super personal like, oh, um, uh, 
And, and it's funny you mentioned that because we're going to speak about that in the next episode. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the first question you, you asked me shouldn't be like, like I sit down at the table. It's like, oh, yo, how are you doing? Yo, how are you? Um, so uh, what are your thoughts on uh, what's it called? What are your thoughts on uh, 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 on a dom sub relationship? And it's just like, yo, well, I, I, mean, I literally, it, I ain't even ordered drinks yet. Like, chill. <laughs> if what? you get that, if you get that type of questions, then um, I, I would, like, I, I, I would hope not, that's not the space for. Like, you haven't created space for that now. Like, if we're sitting down, for instance, and it's like. Yeah, how you do it, and then the conversation gradually turns to that place. Then you know, if it's like, oh, what are your thoughts on a dom sub relationship? And you're just like, look, man, I'm not, I'm not really a sub. It's cool for those who are with it, but I'm not. You know, there's a natural transition through that conversation, basically. I, w- I wonder what type of date she's been on. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, what I like when I say I talk on dates, well. Let me let me not say that. When I say if I'm in the right frame of mind, the conversation on dates be going very different places. It'd be going very different places. <laughs> so why is it that you feel like you can talk all day on a date, but when it comes to anything outside of a date, you don't feel more comfortable? What, oh, it's what's not, the it's not that I can talk all day on a date. It's 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 uh how comfortable I am in that situation. In that situation, so what? So what is it? Is it in a situation or is it that person? What would you gauge that? I I say it's a combination of both. Um, okay. It's like, so what if you're in the right situation but wrong person? If I'm in the right situation, wrong person, then yeah, I'll have a conversation, but I'll know. Like, I can I can engage like yo yeah like the there was this time um I was talking to I went on a date with somebody and she was cool peoples I, I've I've forgot her name because it's been a while but like she was cool peoples like we we had a decent conversation like went to went shopping afterwards and stuff like that but you know uh through the course of the actual like our interactions afterward it was just like yeah this ain't you know i can i can recognize and understand that this probably isn't going to turn into a relationship and we just went our separate ways and it was cool like that but you know there was also like i've also been in situations where i literally went in with zero expectations like um like oh yo i'm just going out to hang with this person and then that and then we literally sit and talk for like four or five hours without realizing it and it's just like yo this can this could actually turn into something but you know the it's it's so that's why i say i feel like it's a combination of your state of mind and your uh and the person you're with because Like me, like I said, when I've gone into situations without any expectations, Mm -hmm. 
for me, that means I'm in the situation and I'm not, uh, I'm not overly thinking things because I'm not trying to get to some arbitrary uh, objective. You know, okay. like I'm not looking for, I'm looking to get to know a full person as opposed to, you know, judging every single part of them for like relationship material or whatever the case may be, right? Okay. And that puts me in a frame of mind to be more open to like just putting myself out there and everything like that because I have no expectations at this point. I'm just trying that's to get the, That's the criteria sometimes it takes to get the so-called quote-unquote the girl. But sometimes the quote-unquote the girl that we're trying to impress where the expectations and standards we've put in ourselves and when we look across the table at this person it's like we're valuing her at the wrong steps we value other things other than the things we're supposed to value her for exactly you know like the first the first the first thing you always hear is that man she's fine hey she's fine you know and yeah. then it gets to a point where like man i wonder how she is in the bedroom mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it becomes a point where like the emphasis has changed solely on the way she looks, the way she dresses. Yeah, that's important. But, you know, can you have a conversation with her? Yeah. Um, can, can, yeah. Can she, can she add something into your life that you're missing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sex, sex to me is like, I mean, yeah, I'm a little older. When I was younger, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, sex was just sex. Now, you know, sex is like, it's it's something that it's like, it it, it becomes something in the point where there are more stakes. It, it's more stakes now because <clears throat> sex to me is like you're you're infusing feelings and emotions. You know, when I was in my twenties, like it was no such thing. Of course not. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now you've got to really gauge. Can I talk to this person? Is this person going to accept me for who I am? Just as much as uh, men, you know, mm -hmm. we got to accept, you know, is she, is she, can she, what can she bring to the table? What can he bring to the table? What type of conversation can you have? You know what I mean? But a lot of times, you know, the situations are gauged off of what she looks like, where is she, he or she works, how much money are you making? You know, what do you do? How can you support me? How can you uh, provide for me? You know, how can you, um, you know, I, I don't want to, I want you to make a decent amount of money so you can do this, so you can do that. And that's fine and good and everything, but, you know, it all goes to the point of if you're taking somebody out, you know, you got you to gotta come to the, to the realization of if you're going to be getting to know somebody or even on a quest to be in a relationship with someone and it's something you don't like, like, for example, if you don't like where they work or what they're doing, that's a little bit shallow, you know what I mean, to the fact that they're, if someone is working at a place for, I don't know, a year or two and they love it, they love what they're doing, try to get an introspective result on why they like it because you you don't know they could be a, a a secretary at a doctor's office or somebody who uh i don't know uh stock shelves 
a lot of times what a person does characterizes who they are inside. And as men and women, we got to come to the expectation and standard to realize that the type of person you are and that person you're trying to deal with, understand who they are. Because this is a person you have to deal with on an everyday basis. That's why you have to plant standards and expectations for that person you're dealing with to the fact that these toxic behaviors, if they're constant and you guys are having a conversation, have a conversation up front to know that, you know, those are the type of conversations you have up front to say, okay, I've noticed this. I've noticed that. And what can we do to fix it? Because a lot of times, like we talked about before, the cancel culture is like, nah, I can't deal with this. I mean, I think, well, I'll I'll speak to a couple of the points you made. Well, in terms of of fixing it, I think the best way to fix it is to, to, uh, what's it called? Communication is a big one, like a very big one. And I think it starts on our side, like us as dudes, like, because... You, one of the things you said that I want want to address uh, is like we go into a relationship and it starts with oh how fine is she and and you know and then we immediately move into uh, you know what what would the sex be like stuff like that yeah. right yeah and I think part of that yes it's toxic masculinity you know at its finest but I also think that's part of like uh, misogyny you know. Like mm-hmm. we're because we're going into the situation and we're not looking at the other person as a fully realized human being. Right. Mm-hmm. We're only thinking of them in terms of their sexual aspects, like, okay. oh, how attractive is she? How uh, what's it called? What 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 would when how how long until I can take her down or whatever? Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. And that that's that's society that's conditioning that's toxic masculinity that's misogyny that's a whole bunch of stuff right but to the other point you made um about uh about like our behaviors and things like that that comes with self-reflection you know like how you uh what's it called how you treat other people you 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 have to recognize the impact that you are having on other people, basically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and you know, I feel like a lot of people, uh, a lot of dudes specifically, haven't had to, like, or either haven't had to or refuse to acknowledge the impact that they have on other people and i've fallen prey to this too where it's just been like yo this is how i'm feeling right now you know forget everybody else you know there's there's literally whole songs about you know just doing your own thing and it's not that there's anything wrong with that but at a certain level in taking that stance, you also have to acknowledge that you are deciding to not take anybody else's feelings, their thoughts, their 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 well-being into account. And there are ways to live a full life 
and to have a full and rich relationship while also taking care of your other person, which mm -hmm. is why oftentimes when I'm talking about like relationships, I'll use the word partner instead of like a uh, girlfriend or whatever the case may be, because like, yo, when I get into a relationship, I know I'm getting into another into like I'm dealing with another person who has their own wants, their own likes, their own dreams, their own aspirations, their own dislikes, all of that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have to go in taking all of that into account. I can't just show up for the sex, which is part of the thing we discussed with like your expectations and your standards. Like if you're mm -hmm. just going in there and the only thing you're expecting is sex, you're not going to look at the other person as a full human being and care about like, oh, how are you doing? What, uh, what, what is your relationship like with your parents or all of that? You're not going to care because you're only there for the one thing, the sex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your take on some situations where potentially that could be the wrong reason why? somebody you know marries a person solely off the physical could that be categorized as uh toxic masculinity in your eyes i think it could because these are patterns I that I, go ahead I, I i think these are patterns to where if you're willing to marry somebody just solely off the sex i mean how long does that last <laughs> you know how, how long you know that could be a year two years three years you know and you probably know from experience or, or even seen it with the movies and tvs that tv shows that people that are married just solely for the physical and sex after three four years they still don't know who this person is and then and then right now you know dylan with the issues we're having being in the middle of a pandemic, you've got to be in the house with this person all the time. Yeah, but I, I think I think part of that is uh, I think part of that. It, well, yeah, it is toxic masculinity. Let me let me start by saying that. But I think it's toxic masculinity in that it has largely to do with um, our ego at that point. You know, okay. we're looking at the other person as a trophy or as an object. Yes, yes, as yes. To like, oh, you are a fully realized person and everything. Because like, and oftentimes it's also based on the unrealistic standards that we've set for ourselves. You know, like. It's, and it's oh, good you I, said that the trophy, the trophy wife. Yeah, for instance, like, um, and I'm I'm speaking about uh, the black community again, like okay. how uh, how we prioritize like oh the 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 light skin oh I got me a light skin woman or whatever the case may be you know and there, there's colorism and 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 you know internalized racism and all this other stuff in there as well like I don't mm -hmm. want I don't want to pretend like that doesn't play a part. But the yeah. fact that well, well, are you are you talking in regards to interracial relationships? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, okay. I'm talking about like, you know, you go to a relation like you because because the world as a black man, the world has 
told you or your boys or or music or TV or whatever, whatever the case may be, has told you that, oh, um, the standard, the the uh, what's it called? The the uh, the peak in terms of what we should be striving towards in our uh, in, a, in a in a partner is the 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 light-skinned woman or whatever the case may be and you know people are doing work to get rid of that now but for a long time in like the 90s and, and early 2000s yeah to where they they would only put certain type of women in tv shows and exactly. movies things like you know, that and, and then what made it worse is the only way to get ahead is to marry a certain type of woman exactly things yeah. like that yeah and yep. we, we as like and we have perpetuated that you know like you you'll uh what's it called there have been uh what's it called there have been dudes who have straight up said like oh i can't i can't get with a dark-skinned woman you know like she then my baby gonna be dark and i ain't and it's like yo and i think and i think we, we we've come to the realization that some of that is a little bit of preference. Some of it, uh, some of it is preference. Some of it is preference, and some oh, of yeah. it is a little bit of. I, I've I've heard people say, you know, like you said, I can't be with the dark skinned woman. We're gonna have dark skinned babies. But my next question is, would you be open to it if she had these? If she had these criterias. No, and no, that's either. and that's where I say the toxic parts come come. Yes, in. there yeah. are dudes who will say no because she's too dark, and it's like you are a dummy. Yeah, <laughs> and that that's just so shallow to me. That's so exactly. shallow to me, and it's so prevalent in in men and women to where we're not going to date him because of the way he looks. We're not going to date him because of the skin color. We're not going to date him because he's not a doctor, lawyer, or he doesn't make a lot of money. And that's the toxic masculinity because I look at relationships, dating, even marriage. When you're, when you're dating someone, you're dating them on the potential of who they are and the potential of who they can be. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you have good, happy, happy endings to where you have marriages of, 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 of maybe he became a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And you were right there by his side. What do you think is going to happen? I think those stories are a little bit more relevant and a little bit more show a sense of loyalty more than you. Oh, I'm a millionaire already, and then you know you weren't giving me a chance before. Now all of a sudden, I got a lot of money. Here you are. Oh no, like that, and that goes to the uh, what's it called? That goes to a bunch of different things, but you know. Um, <clears throat> Like, yeah, you could say it's loyalty, but there are just as many dudes who are like they they were with their uh, what's it called? They were with their woman on the way up. But then as soon as they got on, you know, they they leave their woman for somebody else. The quote unquote trophy wife at that point. Yeah. You know, there, there's just as much disloyalty on on all sides. But, yeah. But, you know, the the reason why I wanted to discuss this is like, you know, a lot of a lot of these problems would be solved if we took a real good look at ourselves and how, you know, again, you know, you, like you said, we'll discuss it next episode. And 
examine the things that we as men actually want and actually need, not the things that other t people tell us we want or should want, you know, the unhealthy things that people tell us we should want, you know, yeah. like, oh, you should, uh, you should strive to, to uh, what's it called? You should strive to roll in a bend. You should strive to live in a million dollar house. You should strive to, like, if that's what you want to do, by all means, do that. I have no issue with it. But if, if you're happy, you know, if you're happy in a, in a two room house, married with kids living your life by all means do that that doesn't make you any less of a man that doesn't no, make that... you and in the same way that like if i if i achieve you know millionaire status and i do have a benz and i can travel all over the world that doesn't make me any more of a man nobody yeah. can define manhood for you and i think that's where the toxicity comes in because we we go around and I know we need to label things. That's part of what makes us human, right? Putting yep. names to things helps us. But the fact that we're 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 so uh we cling so hard to these these outside definitions of what a thing is without defining it for ourselves. I think it's. I think it is like like comparisons. I think it starts with the comparisons. We try to compare what other per people have and try to put that within our lives to make it seem like, oh well, that's the missing piece. Mm. Neglecting the fact that you don't know how those two people met. You don't know what they're going through. You know what I mean. You don't know the foundation they built. You know what I mean. All of that. And the only way to really figure out what your missing piece is, is to learn about yourself, to do that, to do that work on yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, these are my final thoughts as far as, you know, toxic masculinity. You know, a lot of it, in my opinion, and this is strictly my opinion, toxic masculinity is basically the behaviors and it's a mindset of doing the same things over and over and over again. And some facets of life, we've looked at it to the point where it may have worked, you know, when you're by yourself or with friends, with parents, whoever it is. But come to an understanding that when you are with someone that you are supposed to be with, someone that is beneficial towards your life, that person is brought into your life for a reason. That some of those those masculine toxic masculine behaviors, you know, it, it causes us to to change our overall life to where, okay, I did this behavior because it resulted in this, or I acted in this way because I thought that, you know, it it would bring me this result. And at the end of the day, all it takes is communication and awareness, standardized and bring expectations to what you're looking for and what you want. Like, like Jay said, if you, you want to ride around in the bins, you want to play the ball of life, you want to put yourself in a situation that puts you in a higher class than, than everybody else. That's fine. That's good. You set a high expectation and standard for yourself, but just know that the type of man or woman that you want to be looking for just, don't loft those expectations and standards onto someone else 
because you never know how that person is. That's what develops toxic masculinity to the fact that we place lofty expectations and standards onto someone that clearly may not be that type of person. So if you want to live this high baller life and this type of role that you want to play, that's your role. But look at it from an expectation to the fact that what you're looking for, go after it. But just know that at the end of the day, if you want to go after a woman that has the same expectations and standards, just know that the same issues could arrive. Always bring communication into the situation. Always bring faithfulness and loyalty. And build a sense of partnership within a relationship. No matter what, that should be the top of your list as far as standards. Not having a trophy wife, not thinking that, you know, uh, she's physically attractive or sexually attractive. I can make this work when you don't have a clue or idea of who this person is. So that's my final thoughts. And, you know. Uh, I'll have a rant for you guys next week. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of us will, you know, regardless, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, you can find us at uh, Let's Rap 2 on. Uh, dang it, I don't, I don't forgot. Twitter. <laughs> so it's Let's Rap underscore on Instagram, uh, Let's yep. Rap on YouTube. And, and also, and also tell them your 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 uh, your handles. Uh oh, uh, what's it called? J uh, J J dot Echo on uh, on IG. Yeah, and it will also be connected to our Less Rap uh, podcast socials. Also, uh, getting that together. We got some other things coming down the pipeline. Some other we got a good interview coming next week. Uh, we're setting up some more interviews. We really appreciate the support. Uh, we got a lot of lot of things coming down the pipeline. We're gonna try to do some live interviews and some live things coming down the pipeline. Um, so we really appreciate everybody joining this journey. And um, your co-host, Philosophical. And I'm Peace. Your host, Jay Echo. Take it easy, y'all. Peace. <laughs>